the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. We are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. You can call us. It's a live show, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. And we are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. So I have two people here with me in studio, and one of them is dressed up like an IRS agent. And... That actually is my father. It's a Halloween-themed uh, get-down-to-business this week. Thrilled to be joined by uh, returning guest Moshe Klein of Moshe Klein & Associates. I kid, you're not actually dressed like, up like an IRS agent, but you are trying to make sure that people are not attacked by them. Is that correct? Absolutely, Shalom. First of all, thanks for having me back. It's absolutely great to be here. I am dressed up as an anti IRS agent. How does that sound? I like that. That's great. Well, Halloween themed once again. But uh, all kidding aside, uh, we are entering November, which means that in reality, there's only six real working weeks before the uh, before the end of the year. Uh, what should small business owners be thinking about in these critical final, uh, all, albeit uh, festive and holiday themed uh, upcoming few weeks? Well, Definitely about six working weeks and about 60 days left until the start of uh, yet another tax season. The importance of bookkeeping uh, to small businesses really cannot be overstated. It's really the foundation stone for success in, uh, in small business across the board. And in those 60 days, there's a lot to do if you're a small business owner and you've not yet begun to think about putting your, 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 your financial books and records together. There's still time, however, and I, I, I think that that would be the most important thing I'd want to call out today is that uh, now is the time. If you've done it, you know, kudos to you. If your records are in good shape, that's fantastic. Tax season will not be complicated or difficult for you, but if you haven't done it, now is the time to prevent problems. Well, the beginning of the new year marks uh, the beginning of tax season, which is a time that I know I won't be seeing you around very much at all. But uh, I, I, putting aside the taxes for a moment, uh, accounting and bookkeeping is not just about uh, tax preparation, although I think it feels like that to so many people. It's also good business practice. Talk about the benefits of proper record keeping as business owners wrap up their year. 
Yeah, I talk about it actually every single day of the week uh, because bookkeeping, like I said earlier, is the foundation stone of success in business. And bookkeeping, which really is the proper recording uh, and coding of the revenue trend, the deposits that a small business owner would make into uh, his or her uh, checking account, and, of course, the expenses, the checks that you write to pay your bills, uh, properly coded and, 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 and properly reviewed bookkeeping and the coding of those income or revenue transactions and the expenses can have a huge impact on uh, the tax return. Uh, a simple example that I give all the time would be um, the, the, the proper way to code an expense for a meal. Now, most people think, well, if I spend money um, uh, in, in the course of my business on a meal, well, of course it's tax deductible. It is, but not necessarily at 100%. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that the cost of an employee meal uh, could be deductible at 100%, but taking your favorite accountant out to dinner may not be. It may only be deductible uh, at 50%. And it's those type of things that can have a huge impact on a business's bottom line and their tax liabilities uh, during the tax season. So all important reasons to pay attention in these final weeks. But uh, once again, we're chatting with Moshe Klein, my father, the uh, president and CEO of the Affordable Accounting Firm of Moshe Klein & Associates. And uh, I'm curious if you have any tips or advice for entrepreneurs that might be listening. Uh, we talked about the importance of proper record keeping. What about how to stay organized and how to uh, how to keep the books in line throughout the year? Maybe, maybe there's somebody listening uh, to the show now that uh, might ha- make this one of their New Year's resolutions to to start out the year right. Well, considering that there's actually, a, according to um, uh, the IRS, I think um, uh, several million uh, small business owners that have not yet filed their uh, 2015 tax <laughs> returns. It's probably more than one person. But yes, over and above uh, the importance of keeping good records, it's important to have a system in place, which I know you are uh, you know, mechanical about. It's in your DNA. Everything needs to be organized. Uh, we recommend highly QuickBooks. So we, we use exclusively QuickBooks in our office, but many wonderful software packages out there. Whatever system you as a small business owner use, uh, keep records. Make uh, Set a time, a certain part of your week or your month, to make sure that your financial records are in place. That's probably the most important thing uh, that I could recommend. Whatever system you use, just use that system, stay with it, and stay on top of it. Um, one of the other challenges that we see regularly, and it's a costly problem that small business owners face, is that when they don't um, uh, prepare uh, their financial records properly throughout the course of the year, they have to do so at the 11th hour before filing their tax return. And it is more common than not that mistakes, costly mistakes, will be made. So that's the best advice I, I think I can give right now. And finally, uh, we're about a week before the, uh, before the 2016 general election. Regardless of the outcome of the election, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, or uh, as George was mentioning to me earlier, an unexpected outcome, uh, perhaps, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of new regulations and there's a lot of changes that have already started taking place. 
as well as uh, there's talk about uh, changes in the future, whether it's around healthcare or other uh, issues. Are there any specific uh, changes or tax laws that you can point to that uh, that perhaps our listeners can benefit from or should be cautious about to make sure they are uh, protecting themselves? Oh, absolutely. Well, there's so many changes uh, for the coming um, tax season that we are um, not even ourselves aware of. But um, I think probably the most important thing I can call out is just to make your listening audience aware that there are some changes relative to filing uh, deadlines and obligations that uh, most people may not be aware of. Uh, First and foremost, one of the most Uh, overlooked deadlines is the January 31st deadline for the filing of the 1099s and W-2s. Employers and business owners who paid out more than $600 to an unincorporated entity, let's say you have some drywall work done at your office and you paid more than $600 to that contractor, you would be obligated to issue a 1099. So that, that is due to the contractor and to be filed with the IRS no later than January 31st. If you haven't written out a list or used your software package to uh, keep a running track uh, record of who those contractors are, now is the time to do so. March 15th uh, is the deadline for filing partnership and S-corporation um, uh, tax returns. Now, in prior years, the C corporation returns were also due by March 15th. This year, a change is that they're allowing C corporation returns to be due on the 15th of April. There are strategic reasons for that, uh, and that's a good thing. So, in addition to the personal returns that are due April 15th, the C corporation returns. So, lots of deadlines coming up on the calendar, and we are almost out of time, but I, I know. Uh Part of the uh, the tagline is the affordable accounting firm. Uh, how uh, we talked about software earlier. How is the firm uh, of MKNA able to keep the costs so low? Tell us a little bit about that process in our minute remaining. Well, absolutely, it's my pleasure. Uh, the affordable is really the op- affordable is the operative term at our firm. We offer bookkeeping and accounting packages monthly starting at $99. We're able to do so because we've invested heavily in a proprietary software package that really allows the computer system to do most of the bookkeeping uh, work for our small business clients. Amazing. I want to make sure our listeners can get a hold of you uh, to learn more about that automated, affordable process as well as talk about the upcoming deadlines and the uh, many, many tips that you have to share. Um, if you don't mind sharing uh, some contact information with our listeners. Uh, with pleasure. We're always glad to take questions at 888-432-8187. That's our toll-free number nationwide. And they could reach me by email, Moshe, M-O-S-H-E, at mkabusiness.com. Fantastic. Moshe Klein of Moshe, the affordable firm of, uh, of Moshe Klein & Associates, 888-432-8187. Coming up, Linda Nichols. Uh, Our returning guest of IMC Solutions has a lot to share. You won't want to miss it. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Once again, lots more tips, advice, and information. You're probably thinking about what's next. Business owners, too, also need to think about what's next. And that's a topic that Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions and I were actually just talking about during uh, during the break. And uh, Linda Retiring employees um, need to, uh, there's a lot of conversations that need to be had, um, but business owners need to think about the future as well. 
this consumes a lot of your day and nights, I believe. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, a, a, about uh, some tips that you have for for retiring employees. Sure, absolutely. Um, key key really is communication. If you have a plan to retire, it would be helpful and kind to tell your employer what that time frame is. There's no obligation. It's more of a, a, a courtesy because you've been working for that employer. In, in this day and age, um, people are jumping around from position to position much more than they were in the past. And f- from the employer's perspective, when they bring somebody on, they don't have any completely clear understanding, I believe, of how long the person will be there um, because some people are, we were just talking about the age of retirement a few minutes ago, and some people are working longer than ever, and some people have have things figured out earlier on. Is that a conversation that an employer should initiate? Yes, absolutely. It should be part of their succession plan. Small business owners are notorious for not ever getting around to doing a succession plan, but in reality, it is the one critical thing, strategy that they could do that would help them. And having a conversation with their more seasoned employees would be revolving around when do you want to retire. It goes along with having, um, whether you call them part of your performance evaluation or, or helping your employees achieve career goals what do you want to do? What do you, how do you want to grow with the company? Do you want to stay here till the time that you retire? How can we help to get you to your goals and get the business to their goals as well? And the reason I started uh, the segment talking about the employees, I think that's important um, because, uh, A, the retiring employees hopefully are actually uh, enough dedicated enough to the company to to actually start that conversation. But even employees that aren't quite there yet, having that conversation about their plans and their hopes and their goals and professional objectives, it will enable companies to sort of plan their path uh, to fill the future. You mentioned the term succession planning. Can you help us define, uh, define that term a little bit? Uh, more clearly. Absolutely. A succession plan is um, defining the role and responsibilities of each employee and then defining as best you can uh, or creating a roadmap, if you will, of who will take their place. How, who will that person be? Are they internal to your organization? Will they be external? What do you have to do to train those employees to get there? Is there anyone in your current employee who could take over for somebody else should they depart and depart unexpectedly? And and that's really important. Once again, we're chatting with Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions, and you are involved in helping companies attract and retain talent. And you actually help with this. You called it a roadmap for Mm -hmm. uh, a moment ago. You, you, you just briefly touched on some of the areas that that exercise might entail. Talk to us a little bit more about how that exercise is conducted and what the, uh, what the intended goals or outcomes might look like. Sure. You know, it, it can be as simple as just taking an Excel spreadsheet, writing your, each employee's name down, what their position is, 
and then defining what their skills, their experience, their attributes, their personality traits all are, their education, don't want to miss out on education, and what they're missing. In other words, could they be doing something better? Well, that would be a career-passing goal for you as a manager to get them trained in perhaps enhancing a skill. If you do that for all of your employees and you say, are they fulfilling, uh, is each employee fulfilling all the aspects of their job, well, then you know where they're missing a skill. So that begs for you as a business owner, a manager, to say, I need to put some training in place to get that person from this level to the next level and then perform what I call organic cross-training. Every employee in an organization, especially small business, usually touches on some other aspects of somebody else's job. But if you have a formal plan, that this person has these talents that could transition very well to what that person is doing, you can you can uh, connect the dots, if you will. So, Linda, as you and I are are fond of doing in uh, every time that you're on the air, I like to look at things from both the employee and the employer perspective. So, uh, first, from the employee perspective, is this a process that conversation? Uh, that uh, that only retiring employees should be having. At what point is too soon to have this sort of discussion with your employer? Well, it's never too soon. You know, perhaps uh, in a small business, you'd want to do it at least once a year and revisit what are your goals for this year? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to learn? What do you think you need to learn? What next position do you want to be seeing yourself in, whether that's a, uh, a millennial or, or an intermediate level, somebody in their 40s or somebody who is nearing retiring? It's asking, having a, a career development conversation with each employee at least once a year. So here's the really, really interesting question. From the employer perspective, many of our listeners uh, – have startups, they might even have multiple companies, and they're they're hearing what you're talking about, a roadmap and succession planning. They're thinking, gosh, that's for a big company. I can't afford that. My company's too small, to, uh, our pockets are too thin to engage in this process. What do you say to them? It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Just ask yourself, what would you do if your most valuable employee quit tomorrow? Scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a scary. And thought. then work backward from that to to identify either internal talent that would take over, um, or external talent, a consultant, uh, a consulting firm of some sort, or hiring a recruiter to fill that person's position. But if you ask that critical question, what would I do if my most key employee left tomorrow? You wow. can put a plan together real quickly if you have to. And when going back to the subject of succession planning, uh, business owners or, or people in, uh, let's call it executives, people in, in senior roles, they don't want to talk about what's after them. Uh, just, just naturally, I guess, it, it, you want to think that you're the, you're the best executive, that you're, you're, you're so polished, you're so amazing at what you do. Why should somebody want to have that discussion about what's coming after me? Boy, that's a great question. You know what? It, it requires humility. 
Ah. Um, no one employee, including a business owner, is the be-all, end-all, right? So it's a matter of who could I pass my knowledge on to to take up this job that frees me maybe to do more strategic things with the business and help help the business owner in another way? Sure. And that's, uh, as you mentioned, that certainly does require uh, humility. So uh, IMC Solutions, uh, you help uh, businesses go through this process, uh, not only in helping fill the gaps in terms of finding, identifying the talent, but also in going through this roadmap exercise, as you called it. Um, Linda, you've been here so many times. Our listeners should know your phone number by heart by now. But uh, if you can please share a phone number as well as website where our listeners can find out more. Be appreciated. Absolutely. You can reach me anytime at 630-637-6200, Monday through Friday, 830 to 530. We even answer the phone after 530. <laughs> you sure do. And one more time, the website, um, because I know you have some great information posted over there as well. Sure. www.imcsolutions.com. Fantastic. Linda Nichols, the expert on succession planning, uh, the conversation of uh, an aging workforce and uh, planning for next steps. And that's a tough conversation to uh, to have. Every business, as we talked about with Moshe Klein, you, you, you learn about the past year and you, you do proper record keeping, keep track of your past year. You also focus on the present and you make sure that you're uh, filing what you need to file and you make sure that you're profitable but having that discussion about the future is indeed quite difficult. But Linda Nichols does it well. Coming up after this quick break, we've got more tips, advice, and information and a fantastic lineup of additional guests. Don't touch that dial, Chicago. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Back on Get Down to Business, joined by a coach and consultant uh, who has written over 20 books, produced three podcasts, and written over 400 articles uh, quite the overachiever. Chris Pinkley joins me on Get Down to Business. Chris, welcome to the program. Shalom. Thank you so much for having me on your show. An absolute pleasure to be here. I was listening to some of your podcasts. You do an outstanding job, my friend. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. So your new book, State of Mind 2.0, uh, includes 11 lessons of the most productive people on the planet. Let's start with identifying who you view as some of the productive people, and uh, let's learn a, a little bit from them. Absolutely. My pleasure. You know, what I like about this subject matter is the absolute across-the-board uh, uh, level of, of achievement. We're, we're, people, it doesn't matter what their profession, their chosen profession is. At the core level of DNA, these people are all exactly the same. And we're talking not just names like Larry Ellison or Elon Musk or Richard Branson or Oprah Winfrey or Bill Gates, you know, the, the usual suspects people think of. But mm-hmm. We're also talking about somebody like Martha Stewart or Debbie Fields or, or J.K. Rowling or Stephen King or Michael Phelps. And so we're talking about people who have achieved this level of success. But as the, 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 I don't want to say the, the motivating factor is this level of productivity. It's this, it's this core DNA that drives these people to do things. And so another way of saying most productive people on the planet is, ironically and interestingly, it's people who make history. 
if that's, that makes that's, any sense. Those are all inspiring names, and I agree with you completely. We don't need to point to the usual suspects uh, to find uh, inspirational but productive people. What do they all have in common? You mentioned this this string in their DNA. What have you been able to identify? I know you, you've identified 11 things. Tell us, uh, share a little bit with our listeners, and of course we'll make sure that they know how to find your book so they can learn more. Absolutely, my pleasure. So I'll just, I'll just identify a couple key factors. And one of them is, one of the, the, the key elements, the lessons of the most productive people on the planet is imagination is more important than reality. And so all of these individuals have a very peculiar way of looking at the world. And it's that they've learned to begin to, uh, you know, they treat the vision in their mind as more real than the physical reality that they're surrounded by. It, it, what it does to a person when you begin to believe the vision in your mind more than the physical reality is it makes you limitless. If you're responding to this vision, this virtual reality that you've created, then you're not confined to the physical constraints around you. And as a result, you become, in, in a way of saying that, that maybe sounds a, a little bit, I don't, I don't know, outrageous, you become all-powerful because you're no longer limited by physical reality. And so that's one of the key elements. Another one is, I'll just mention really quickly, is operating from stillness. All of the most productive people on the planet, all of these super achievers, no matter what it is, whether you're talking about Christian von Koenigsegg of the Koenig car, or you're talking about, again, like Debbie Fields or her cookies, people operate from stillness. Their mind, the backdrop of their mind is still, and so you can overlie chaos on top of that stillness, and it becomes perfectly coherently organized. It's just very, very interesting, and they all operate with these, these 11 key elements, these lessons, these gold nuggets. Well, uh, once again, we're chatting with Chris Finkley, the, uh, the author of the, his new book, State of Mind 2.0, 11 Lessons of the Most Productive People on the Planet. Those were some fantastic, uh, I guess, uh, secrets from the book. And uh, again, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time today, and we'll make sure that our listeners can find you online, and certainly, certainly we'll be having you back on. But Chris, I want to, I, I, I guess, get to the point that I think a lot of our listeners, small business owners, entrepreneurs, are thirsty to learn what can a business owner go out tomorrow in the workplace and what lesson can they learn from these people uh, that, that you just mentioned? How can they be more productive in their office or in their sales environment? Well, you know, it's interesting that you put it that way because my perception is in order to go out into the workplace and be more productive as an entrepreneur, it all starts with you and it all starts when you first wake up in the morning. If you want to elevate your level of productivity throughout the entire day, then you need to begin to uh, adhere to these, these principles these people use. And one of them, the takeaway is create a morning routine that maybe involves visualization, some meditation, and some exercise. Very basic principles, but if you do a morning routine every, every morning the same way that all of the most productive people on the planet do, it's going to elevate your level of uh, productivity and create an engine that carries you throughout the entire day and elevate your level of productivity. Your interactions are better. Your sales are better. Your energy is better. Everything is better if you begin to integrate a morning routine the same way as all the most productive people in the world. Amazing. Planet. Fantastic tips, Chris Pinkley. We appreciate it. Uh, best-selling uh, author, uh, Chris Pinkley, uh, thank you so much for the tips and advice here on Get Down to Business. Uh, for now, until the next time we have you on the air, 
Uh, how can our listeners find the book and learn more about the many, many, many articles that you've written on the subject? Oh, well, thank you so much for, 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 for asking, Shalom. You know, if you want to get my books, just go on Amazon.com. It's just a real easy, quick way. And type in Christopher Pinkley, the whole, the whole P-I-N-C-K-L-E-Y, and that brings up a list of my books. And if you want to, if you want to get on my email, email list or, or contact me, go to ChristopherPinkley.com, and you'll find all the relevant information there. That's fantastic. Coming up on Get Down to Business, we're going to talk about some additional tips. Actually, uh, statistics indicate that homeowners stay with their employers for longer than renters. We'll talk a little bit about that statistic coming up after the break. Chris Pinkley, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And I'll be watching the Cubs game tonight and praying for uh, praying for a, I guess, what can only be described as a miracle. Um, so we'll be watching that. And uh, happy Halloween to to all of you uh, business owners. They'll be dressed up as uh, as the boogeyman tomorrow. And uh, I would encourage everybody too uh, to make sure that you're engaged in following the election uh, season and the election process in these final few days. Uh, stay engaged on the issues, and as I've always been encouraging our listeners to do, make sure you are uh, make sure you are putting pressure on politicians, elected officials around small business issues. They are mission critical, and it's up to all of us and up to all of you to make sure that those issues remain on the front burner. We mentioned before um, regarding uh, real estate, and uh, next week we'll we'll have uh, Justin Lapatin. Uh, of Pearl Mortgage talking to us a little bit more about that statistic regarding uh, regarding how uh, homeowners actually tend to ins- tend to stay with their employers for longer than renters. It's a fascinating statistic. But uh, I learned a lot uh, this week from our fantastic guests uh, here on Get-, on Get Down to Business. We talked with Moshe Klein of Moshe Klein & Associates. We talked about end-of-the-year planning um, and uh, bookkeeping and accounting, as well as preparation for the upcoming uh, tax season, which is right around the corner, uh, believe it or not. We talked with Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions. And finally, Chris Pinkley uh, talked to us a little bit about uh, some of the things that some of the most productive people in the world are doing. And uh, I've got some more tips and advice for you coming up after the break. But if you're like me... Uh, you want to make sure that you're wrapping up the year, ensuring success uh, in terms of profit goals and in terms of sales goals. Um, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, cold calling, and I've mentioned this in the past as well. Uh, you want to make sure that if you are cold calling, that means that you are calling somebody that does not know you, that you do not have a connection with. Uh, keep in mind, if there's somebody that you do know, that would not be a cold call. That might be a warm call or a hot lead. Um, but when you're calling somebody for the first time, you probably want to mention your company name at least twice because you want to build the name ID and that awareness with the folks that you are talking about. The same actually goes when you're working a uh, a sales floor in an expo hall. You might be uh, exhibiting at a trade show. You want to make sure that when you're walking around the booths or you have a table set up, make sure you're constantly driving home the message, the brand, the ID that you're trying to uh, that you're trying to use, and I'd encourage you. End of the year, there's actually a lot of trade shows that are coming up, and a lot of uh, you are planning your 2017 budgeting for which events and which conferences you plan on attending. 
Make sure you have the right materials as well. Make sure you have the right giveaways uh, to be prepared for the upcoming year. I would strongly encourage you, don't be cheap in this area um, because if you are cheap on the on what you prepare, you'll probably get cheap and uh, limited outcomes from that uh, from that uh, investment. And if you're going to invest, uh, make sure you're going to get a return on that investment. So again, look out for conferences, expos, and opportunities that will help you uh, grow your business during the remaining weeks of 2016. And uh, make sure you are also looking into 2017 and starting to prepare and budget accordingly. And it's something that I mention uh, all the time on the show about time management. I guess I just gave you some of those tips regarding planning out your year and planning out the upcoming weeks in terms of where you will be networking and making sure your time is being spent as productively as possible. I also want to talk to you about uh, contact management as well as organization. And that's really important because likely when you're at these events, you're being thrown a number of business cards and a number of uh, giveaways and goodies and all sorts of different things that uh, might make their way into your bathroom if they're hand sanitizers or toothbrushes. And, uh, but you're being given valuable information, potential leads for the future uh, with email addresses, phone numbers, and contact information, people that you could be following up with. So my advice to you is as soon as you get home or as soon as you get to the office and you take that information, make sure you're putting it into uh, a spreadsheet, putting it into your system. And it doesn't matter what system you use, but have a system that you could put that information in to make sure you are keeping it organized, to make sure you're following up. And that's another important tip. Don't wait until a month after the event to follow up with people. At that point, people will have forgotten about the fantastic conversation that you had with them at that expo. Make sure you're following up quickly and and mention in the email, and I would encourage you to start with an email follow-up, mention in that email something that you may have conversed about, something that you may have talked about, Maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was something about the good of the trade show. Maybe even something bad about the trade show. Talk about, uh, maybe mention, I really love your stress balls that you handed out. I actually have it on my desk and I actually use it a, a tremendous amount. Or my dog bit into your stress ball. Mention something that makes you stand out from the many hundreds of other people that they may have contacted with or uh, interacted with at that time. I would also encourage you if there were speakers at the event This is a good opportunity to get in the door with them, these people that are influence makers, people that know a lot of other people. Make sure you're doing that and make sure you're you're standing out from everybody else. Send quick follow-up emails. Make sure you're keeping the information organized so if in the future you get a response from them, you can immediately look them up and see, gosh, I met them at the XYZ Chamber of Commerce event. Some great tips for you as you plan ahead for the remaining Weeks of 2016, planning into 2017. Remember, budget for some good giveaways. Make sure you have a system to stay organized as well. You're listening to Get Down to Business. You can always get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you could download podcasts from Get Down to Business. Listen to the many hundreds of segments that we've had on over the past two and a half years, as well as get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. I've got more tips for you after the break. Don't touch that dial. Back in to get down to business. Now it's time for your business tip of the week, which can be heard daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM 560, The Answer. A few weeks ago, I talked a little bit about uh, about 
how to keep your employees happy. And you may be asking why the big emphasis on employee morale. Uh, Recent studies indicate that happy employees are 12 to 20% more productive in the workplace than their neutral or unhappy counterparts. What I didn't have the opportunity to mention then is that uh, is that basic employee desires are that the organization should strive to achieve uh, to ensure that employees are fundamentally happy. That means that even the effort that that companies will put in will actually make employees happy. So most of this seems obvious, but have you ever stopped to think about whether your company purposefully delivers these attributes in the workplace? In general, people want to be fairly compensated, of course. Money isn't everything. However, employees need to believe that they're being paid a fair wage for the job that they're performing. Money talks. Valued contributors. Your employees aspire to contribute meaningful work and be acknowledged that what they do makes a difference. You want to ensure that employees realize how their specific responsibilities are contributing to the greater picture and ultimate success of your organization. So constantly make sure that you're sharing the mission statement and making sure that they understand how their unique role is playing into the success and the accomplishment of that mission statement. You want to make sure that their work-life balance is in order. Here's where most, I won't even say many organizations, most organizations fail. Most state that they support work-life balance, but employees want their employers to walk the talk, encourage them to use their vacation, limit work required to be performed after hours, and ensure that they feel okay about taking time off for family activities in accordance with your policies. And lead by example. Do you and your leadership team take time for yourselves? I know we are all workaholics. Trust me, I get that. But you need to find time for what's important to you and talk about it with your employees. Make sure you mention when you went to the sports game or you traveled on vacation, talk about it in the workplace and make sure everybody understands what you did and where you went and they learn a little bit about from that experience. I'm not talking about sharing your personal stories about your time at the beach. I am encouraging you to 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 encourage work-life balance, talk about your own experiences and encourage them to within moderation and obviously within the company policies to uh, to take advantage of that and ask for opinions. Yes, employees want their opinions to be heard. Employees want to know that their voice will be heard and their opinions considered. Let them know where to turn with creative ideas or concerns. Regularly seek feedback from all levels of the company. And employees that fit into their company culture are more apt to thrive in their role. Pay special attention to the culture you strive to maintain and incorporate interviewing tactics that help you to identify compatible matches, potential employees within the hiring process. If you're not sure if your organization would score 100% when rated in these categories, don't worry because our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center, a Chicago area professional employer organization, we often use the acronym PEO, they assist hundreds of small and mid-sized businesses in creating an exceptional workplace environment. And I don't use that word lightly. They also help clients save time and money while growing their business by taking on the administrative tasks associated with human resources, benefits, payroll, tax administration, regulatory compliance, and risk management. If you want to learn more about Tandem HR, once again, we call them our solution center. You want to visit tandemhr.com. That's where so much more information on this subject about how to keep a uh, company culture happy 
and keep employees productive. TandemHR.com, they have a great blog, great information up there. Or you can give them a call to get a free consultation, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. So in the meantime, go Cubbies. Happy Halloween. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Check out my website, ShalomKlein.com. That's where you can download podcasts from Get Down to Business. Get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.